Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, Fantasy Football family? This is Eugene with another episode of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. One of the hosts of the show. Got my other host, Ike, with me. You know, you can find me at, at on Twitter at Fantasy Jeans. That's G-E-N-E-S. You can follow our official Twitter handle at Off the Line FF. And like I said to the other host of the show, Ike, how you doing? How you feeling? Talk to the people. Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Um, you know, WrestleMania, we just talked earlier. WrestleMania was in Dallas this past weekend. And man, that was mm. a spectacle. A spectacle, <laughs> man. Like, um, yeah, that was that was one of the one of the better experiences and the better weekends that I've had. Um, in quite some time, um, I can be found on Twitter at just underscore Ico nine. Um, but yeah, you know, we've had a, we've had a couple of weeks here to kind of let some of the dust settle and let some of the news die down because we were at a frantic pace, you know, at the early part of, you know, the mid, the mid part of March with all the free, we definitely news, were all the, all the crazy trades. Um, but now we have a little bit, we have a little bit of a, you know, breathing space, so, so to speak, you know, we, we have a lot of pro days underway about three weeks away from the draft. So we're seeing a lot of mock drafts, a lot of, uh, you know, draft preview shows coming on. Um, yep. So, you know, we're, we're gearing up for that, for that season. And you know, we've already seen a lot of terrible draft takes certain players. They just, for, for some reason, they fall down draft boards because they just want people to fall down draft boards. Like that's, you, you see, you see a lot of BS, like, you know, a, a player that, yep. you know, you know, they, they sneeze the wrong way. Um, oops. They're going to fall down the draft board. Oops. You know, there's, there's always something, right? There's always something, and it's so annoying. But hey, this is the time of the year. This is what they call silly season because there's no football, there's no actual games to be to look forward to for another five five months or so. So we have to, they have to fill in time somehow, some way, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, on this show, like we said, we got a little bit of a void before we get to the to one of the main events, which is the NFL draft. On this show, we're going to talk about early future betting odds. So we're going to talk about win totals, passing yard totals, rush totals, receiving totals, Super Bowl winner odds, you know, receiving champion, things of that nature. You know, just kind of dive and get an early look at what we're feeling, what we're thinking about uh, with the information that we have at hand. Um, so, you know, we can before we get into that, though, real quick, uh, we had the Stefan Diggs new contract extension, the four-year, $104 million, $70 million guaranteed. He's looking to, to, to 
to retire as a Buffalo Bill from what he said. What are your thoughts about this contract? I mean, he's he's worth it, right? I mean, he's worth it. He's you know him and Josh Allen since they've been in Buffalo. I mean, they've been you know they've been pretty pretty damn pretty damn elite um, as as a combination. Um, he's averaging 115 catches, 1380 yards, and nine touchdowns in his two seasons in Buffalo. Um, just finished this past season with 103 catches, 1225 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So he's you know he's 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 been a rock star for for the Bills, and that's you know. That that was the guy that Josh Allen needed to take his game to the next level. So uh, you know, I it's it's a slam dunk move. You know, you 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 got to resign your studs, right? Um, especially if he's performing at a high level. So no, I I have no problems with this contract whatsoever. Yeah, this is a auto auto smash in terms of good business done by both parties, and this just just signals again that these wide receivers that are about to be coming up next are the young ones like Metcalf, AJ Brown. Debo, mm. they they're they're looking and they're just they're rubbing the their, their hands together. They got the they got the uh the bird man hand 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 like, hey, we next, we next, we're about baby. To cash out, we about to cash <laughs> yeah. out. <yo. laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy yeah. how much money is being thrown out here. But they keep telling us that the salary cap is is some visible thing that 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 we can look up and we see it, but clearly it's just, we can't. It's just some it's just some burden, it's some hurdle that you just can't you can't jump over, right? It, it it's so. It's so, it's, yeah, I, I have so many things to say about the salary cap, but let, I, I, we, we would be here. We would be here all night. So let's, we would. let's, let's move the show forward, please. Yes, yes, yes. Let's, let's go ahead and, and start diving into some win totals that we liked. Uh, we want to base these win t- totals off of Bovada because we're in Texas, so we can't mess with the, we can't mess with these other sports books that a bunch of other people have the access to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, yeah, Texas is not; they don't have legal gambling yet. So, um, you know, you, places like New Jersey and, and and up in the East Coast, you know, if you have DraftKings Sportsbook, FanDuel Sportsbook, all these different places that have these, you know, these odds, um, yeah, you can definitely look those up. They may differ slightly, maybe by half, by half a, you know, a half a winner here, a half a win there, but. Um, by and large, we like to use Bovada. That's that's one of our 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 favorites um, to use during the season when whenever placing um, bets. Yeah, so we'll just go kind of go one by one. We say one, and we will kind of talk through it. You know, if we have a rebuttal, then we talk about it and see where we go with with the win total. So my first one I chose was the New York Jets over five and a half. So one of the reasons I chose this was that the first thing was that the line moved from five. It was five like a week ago and then it moved up to five and a half. So I guess somebody in Vegas knows something yeah. in terms of how the how the roster is being built right now and they like what they're seeing. So, I mean, and, and then you have a lot of people probably betting the over at the five. So, you know, they went ahead and moved it up. You're loaded with draft capital too, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, also – even though their 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 schedule it has the AFC West in in the mix of that, we also got to realize that the teams that travel from the West to the East Coast, those games are going to be early, and they those have the tendency for 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 the Jets to win because because of the the long flight, you know, people not getting used to the time zone. So I also wanted to to, to factor that in there uh, in terms of why I chose the Jets as at over five and a half. Yeah. That's that, that's a good point. Yeah, I think um, I think Warren Sharp of um, he has a lot of that data about West you know West Coast teams traveling to the East you know for those one o'clock starts. 
And historically, they're they're they haven't fared that well, especially covering, especially against the spread, but more so straight up. I mean, they, you know, it's you know, again, like it's that long flight, you know, from coast to coast, and you know, they're a little bit more sluggish. Their their body clocks are off. You know, they're basically playing at 10 a.m. Um, their, yep. their their body clock says 10 a.m. where you know it's really a noon kickoff or 1 p.m. kickoff. So it's just it's a lot of a lot of disadvantages from you know for that team that's traveling to the East Coast. So that that's a good point there. All right, who you got? Yeah, my um, my next one. It's it's pretty obvious from what we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks um, here and there. But you know the Cowboys under ten and a half wins. Um, this is a smash. You ha- you have to hammer the under. Um, and <laughs> I was looking that I, I was looking at it when they actually have better better odds than the Rams. The Rams have the Rams also have a ten and have ten and a half wins, but they're at plus one hundred four. Or yeah, they're they're plus money, and the Cowboys are minus one hundred four, and that makes absolutely yeah. zero sense. They just won the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys got worse this offseason. Um, now they're now they're they may be expecting the Rams to take a step back, maybe a Super Bowl hangover of sorts. Um, but uh, I don't I don't necessarily see that um, um, from them. But you know, just switching back to the Cowboys, I mean, look no further than their egregious offseason moves, their lack of aggressiveness um, by their front office. Um, their inexplicable trade of Amari Cooper for a bag of a bag of peanuts, um, <laughs> a half-eaten bag of Sour Patch Kids, um, yep. and, and and half a protein shake. What whatever yep. it is, like they 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 they, they it, it was so, it was so bad. Um, they've only signed two outside free agents, um, very low impact guys. James Washington, who was buried on depth chart in Pittsburgh, and then Dante Fowler, who hasn't been good in several years. Um, maybe he, you know him being reunited with Dan Quinn. Um, that's something that they could potentially, you know, work in or layer in, but I, I don't, I don't foresee that, um, happening. So overall, I mean, you know, and then obviously the, you know, the release of Lyle Collins, that, <laughs> that, that, that doesn't help matters, especially when, you know, that's, a, that's another guy, um, offensive line depth wise that could have helped your franchise quarterback stay upright. So, you know, that's. You know, a couple, a couple, and then losing Randy Gregory in the in the manner in which they lost him, that was so embarrassing, <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I I can't even I can't even begin to just you know to go into you know to that, into into that detail. But overall, you know, the Cowboys have gotten worse. They're still in a crappy division, not the worst division of football, but a pretty crappy one. Still, um, I think they'll finish around nine wins, um, but definitely over the ten and a half. Um, the ten and a half number. Yeah, uh, I I mean I agree with everything you said. I don't even need to add to that. I don't I don't see them getting above ten ten and a half wins, but you never know. Like it just makes before. no sense. It makes it makes yeah. zero sense to me that why <laughs> that that if out of all out of all the win totals that I saw, that one stood out to me the most. And I'm a cow, and obviously we're Cowboys fans. But we see, yeah. we see, we see it. We see how egregious this is. It, it makes no sense to us. Ten and yeah. a half wins. I mean, yeah, they went twelve and five last year, and they're, you know, projected to be in another crappy division. But you know, the last there, we haven't had back to back double digit win seasons in twenty six years. So <laughs> those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Um, and <laughs> at the end of the day, I cannot bank on the Cowboys winning. You know, the double digit games for the second consecutive year especially when they got worse this offseason yeah yeah 
My second one is Seattle under six and a half wins on Bovada. This is a, a minus one twenty five for me. Seattle's the the telltale of this is basically the when you look at when you're driving on a highway and you're looking for a billboard. This is the tell me you're tanking without saying you're tanking by trading away <laughs> by trading away Russ Wilson. I mean they got a great package for him. Uh, you've been we've been seeing is it a great package, rumors. Really? I mean, I, I think they got a lot for for Russ for sure, more than okay. you would have thought that they, they should have got. Okay, so let's not mistake in okay great yeah, package for a yeah. lot. You <laughs> okay, got a lot yes. of that for yes. but you let me back up because is it great? <laughs> let's let's they be got clear a lot. That. Yes, they got a lot back. Let me not say great because they got they got your boy Drew Locke. That's your boy, <laughs> not mine. That is the, your boy. The G- the G- the Gigi connoisseur himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got a lot back for us. They they released the Reese Wagner and he's staying within the division. They terrorizing twice have, a year. Yeah. He's been they've been rumored to the been looking to trade DK or they haven't been actively looking to trade him, but they won't they won't turn down anybody that's looking to get him. Same they've thing also, for us. Yeah, uh, same thing that they're doing with with Lockett. Their defense is still not going to be good. They got two corners. They're spending a hundred million, hundred million dollars on two safeties that can't that can't cover a nosebleed. Um, <laughs> like we said before, Drew Lock is their starting quarterback. So I'm not even not sure what else that's going to tell me that they're going to win more than seven games with with the worst roster. And they won seven games last year. So I'll take my chances on the the under six and a half. Yeah, I'm, I am with you there. That is that is a strong play, sir. Strong play. <laughs> what you got? Uh, my next one is the Chargers over 10 wins. This is a pretty easy one. I think this is unanimous <laughs> across everyone in the industry. They they finally have an offense, a defense to match their offense, right? They 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 went all out this free agency. They traded for Cleo Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson. Um, you know, they added um, – they added um, – you know Sebastian Joseph Day, you know they yep. they're <laughs> and to go along with Derwin James, Joey Bosa, and Asante Samuel Jr. That's already on that defense. Yep. <laughs> yeah, over over ten wins. It, it seems like an easy one. They had nine wins last year and basically came down to the last, you know, the last couple of moments um, in their in their last game against the Raiders. If they didn't call that yeah. timeout, who knows? They might have been in the playoffs <laughs> as well. And so timeout you know, game. Nine, you know, nine wins, nine wins with basically the worst rush defense in the league. They've improved that on that side of the ball. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, they re-signed Mike Williams, who had a breakout year last year. They also, another uh, you know, an underrated move, they signed Gerald Everett. That's going to be a fit. I think that's going to pay some dividends for them, uh, especially uh, up the seams, and it's going to help Justin Herbert, you know, um, have another safety blanket up in the middle of the field. So, yeah, ten and a half wins for the Chargers. And uh, my la- my last one, I'll go in really quick. Uh, the Ravens over nine and a half wins. Uh, this is another easy one for me. There was a point in the season where, and let's I mean let let's remember that the Ravens had so many people on IR, so many injuries. They lost their top, I think, three running backs in the preseason. They lost Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins to torn ACL. They lost Marcus Peters. The, you know, I think they lost. I, I want to say they lost Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters on the same day. This, yeah, they the did. Same injury, the yeah, same injury. Same day. Yep. Yeah. 
So they had a ton of injuries and they they were firmly in the playoff mix and they lost three straight games by basically a two-point attempt. Right. So they easily would have been playoff bound if one or two of those would have gone the other way, right? So with so many injuries, Lamar Jackson missed like four games. I think you know, them being healthy, you know, John Harbaugh being a, John Harbaugh being an elite coach. I think they'll they'll bounce back and they'll win. You know they'll they'll definitely be over this nine and a half win total. Yeah, I co-signed that Ravens. On top of everything else, Lamar he was on his way to have his best passing season in his career. He was almost about to, and that was going to be better. That passing season last year was going to be better than his MVP year, uh, in my yeah. opinion. So uh, I think another year was definitely going to a healthy year of all the running backs and all their defensive players that they they lost in the injury. I think all that combined will definitely have them winning over nine and a half games. I mean, they, they me, had to try out they had to try out the corpse of Devontae Freeman and and Le'Veon yeah. Bell at, at, at various yeah. points last year. That and Devontae didn't look that bad, that, man. He didn't he didn't look that bad. He didn't look that bad. Le'Veon Bell, probably a different story. I think yeah, he's he close. He's done. He's pretty done. He's yeah. pretty much done. But yeah, you know, they those injuries now they'll be now they'll be healthy. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, a team to watch this year. I think they're gonna go over the nine and a half. And plus, Lamar Jackson said he just wants to focus on having his, his best year best year possible. Not even gonna worry about contract negotiations because guess what? When the Ravens <laughs> went over nine games and they can and they're gonna make a, a playoff run, he's gonna bend the Ravens over in the in the following off season, and he's he gonna get will. them for every single penny. And I'm I am absolutely here for it. I am yep. absolutely he, here for it because they're, they're playing with his money. They're playing with his money. Yeah. Um, yes, he doesn't have an agent. It's going to be a different dynamic, um, you know that they're that 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 they're accustomed to. But when when it, when it's when it's all said and done next year, I think the Ravens are going to at least go deep into the playoffs next year. Yeah. Let yeah, yeah. and Let the games he's begin. also he's also said that he's not playing on no franchise tag, so. Yeah, he's, he's already letting you. He's already letting you know. Hey, yep. back back to truck up, my guys. Yes, <laughs> let's not waste any more time. Yeah. All right, my last one is the other LA team, the LA Rams, over ten and a half. Uh, on Bovada, they're a minus. That's a minus one twenty. Last year, they won twelve games. The division, I believe, has gotten a little weaker in my opinion because Russ is lost is, has left. Uh, San Fran has lost their OC. I don't know how much how much he imp- he had input into the game plan, but you got to take that for something. Has to be something. And then Arizona, they have a a quarterback issue that want- he wants to get paid. So I don't know. On top of them not even having having a little less weapons that they did did the previous season, also. So I just think the division got a little bit weaker. On top of them adding Bobby Wagner, like we said before. And they add Allen Robinson, even though mm-hmm. they traded Robert uh, Robert Bobby Trees Woods to Tennessee. I think Allen Robinson and this type of offense is a great replacement. Another guy you can you can throw to the end zone and not worry about him losing that battle because he's six three. So mm-hmm. he, most of the jump balls he's going to win. So for me, Rams over ten and a half is an easy smash. Yeah, you know, I All agree. Right. To the next line of of totals we want to touch on is the passing yards totals. Uh, these lines are going to be based off of price picks because nobody else has these these type of lines out yet. 
My first one is T-Law over 39.50.5, so over 3,950 yards and a half passing Trevor yards. Trevor Lawrence, for those who, yes, are, not, Lawrence. who are not hip. <laughs> yeah. I chose this line because he was one of the big winners in free agency. He got a, bu- a bunch of pass catchers. Now, if they're good or not, that's another story. They're overpaid for sure, but it's better than what he had the previous season. So they're definitely giving them the chance to to uh, to have weapons around him to to be successful, especially being the number one overall quarterback from the previous season. You don't want to see the the terrible season that he had last year repeated again. So and then keep this in mind that he threw for a little over thirty six hundred yards in all seventeen games with the the nonsense that Urban Meyer and that coaching staff put put in front of his table and dealing yeah. with every every single week. So I think that's a I think that's a pretty good bet for him to go over four thousand yards. And on top of that, their defense is probably not going to be good again. So they're going to be coming from behind in a lot of these games. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And plus, you know, their new coaching regime. You know, the, you know Doug Peterson being the being the coach there. And a new offensive coordinator, so yeah, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be viable. Um, Trevor Lawrence is gonna have a lot of a lot of success um, with those with those weapons um, this, yes. this this year. Yes, let's not forget our boy Jim Bob Cooter, Cooter that loves Jim throwing the rocks. Bob Cooter, yep. So we, we I should expect over four thousand yards from from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. What you got? Yeah, my next one is Justin Herbert under forty seven fifty uh, passing yards. I'm only oh, taking talk the, about it. I'm only taking the under here because, you know, obviously, you know, through his first couple of NFL seasons, he's averaged 46-75, but I'm taking the under more 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 so because they have a better defense, right? They're they're not going he's not going to be asked to throw the ball a lot more than than he did last year. Um they're, they're going to be they're going to be having a lot of a lot more positive game scripts, so they're not going to there's going to be less, I think overall less pass volume and less pass attempts for him. He, he still has he still has the weapons. He can still put up over forty five hundred yards or something like that, something close to that. But over, over you're basically asking him to throw for five thousand yards again, forty you know over forty eight you know basically forty eight forty eight hundred to five thousand passing yards again. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to be repeatable, especially with a much improved defense. Because you know a much improved defense is not going to allow you to you know to be you know, passing the ball as, as as much as you had to last year. You know last year their, their defense. Was awful in in critical and key moments, especially the run defense. They were the worst. I think they were the worst, the worst run defense in the league. Yep. If, if not the bottom, if not at the bottom three, I I expect that to fully turn around this year. So Justin Herbert under forty seven fifty passing yards seems like an easy one to me. Okay, and even though all those all those other teams are tooled up, you still you're still feeling confident that they won't be they won't be getting caught up in a bunch of shootouts. I, I am confident they have the best defense in, in that division. They have cl- okay. far and away, far and away the best defense in that division. Now Denver can give them a run for their money. Denver has a lot of a lot of young talent. You know Bradley Chubb, yep. Patrick Sertan Jr. Um, they have a lot. They have a lot of you know talented guys as well. But I think the Chargers, with their moves, the moves they made this offseason to to add to the, and they still had talented players on defense, and they were so bad. But now you know they added J.C. Jackson, they added Khalil Mack, they added Sebastian. So I mean it, it's. There, there's, there's a lot there um, for the Chargers um, this year, okay. but I think Justin Herbert's going to go under that passing yards total. Okay, okay, 
That's fair enough. All right. So rushing yard totals. Who's your first one? My first one is Antonio Gibson, over uh, 1,050.5 rushing yards. He had 1,037 in 2021, uh, and he missed one game. Um, he's had seven, he had seven games of at least 19 carries and took, and took over most of the duties in that backfield. They finally gave him the rock a little bit more uh, this past year. Now, obviously, the, the passing game, the passing game usage, we would like to see a little bit more of that and maybe less carries. But in terms of, I mean, and they, and they re-signed J, J.D. McKissick this, this offseason after he flip-flopped, you know, <laughs> back, you know, from Buffalo back to back to Washington. So in, you know, last year he had nine games of over 60 plus yards rushing. So, um, and, 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 you know, he's, I think Antonio Gibson is easily going to go over this 1,050.5 um, yard rushing yards number. So um, yeah, that's that that's my that's my lone one here for the rushing yard totals. I didn't like too many of these. This is the one that probably stood out the, the most to me. Yeah, and just for the people that are listening, just keep in mind that Price Picks, there's not really too many out there right now. Uh, maybe they're still trying to formulate what numbers they want to put out there. So if you look right now, there's not too many to choose from. From you know the 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 passing yards or the rushing yards or the receiving yards. But again, like I said at the beginning, that they're the only ones that have had that have any type of these these type of future props out right now. So just also keep that in mind. So you, you can still take advantage of some of these lines that they have right now. Uh, yeah, Broncos, like Broncos just, pass catchers. Yeah, Broncos pass pass catchers aren't on here, or Russell Wilson's not on here. Javante yeah. Williams is the only one that's on there. So yeah. just just yeah, just keep that in mind. But is Funny that you mentioned Broncos. I know for the people listening, I know they're going to be excited about this name, Javante Williams, over eleven hundred and eleven hundred point five rush yards. This is for me. This is an easy smash over. He rushed for nine hundred and three yards last year while splitting the carries to the exact T with with Melvin Gordon at two hundred and three carries. So just think about removing Gordon out of the equation and him maybe having. Let's just say like a hundred more carries. I, I mean, if you just do the math and divide it, divide the nine hundred three and a half, that's over four. That's over thirteen hundred rush yards that he would have if he if he rushes the ball for over three hundred times. So, I think eleven hundred is an easy easy smash for me. And then on top of that, you add Russ Wilson at quarterback. You got four healthy wide receivers. Four that's including KJ Hamler that's recovering from his his ACL. Then mm-hmm. you got Albert O at tight end. So just think about like how spread out the formation could potentially be with Javante not even having to deal with stack boxes. Uh, this past year, he dealt with basically six percent of the time that he rushed the ball. He 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 rushed against boxes that were over uh, eight or more players inside there, which was forty six in the league last year. So just think about how that would be alleviated just by having Russ Wilson back there and you're. You have three wide receivers in a tight end. There's no way that you're stacking the box. You're not stacking eight. You're not putting eight people in the box. There's no way. No, sir. Everybody no, singled sir. up. So yep. that was mine. I think that was an easy smash. And I also put Joe Milkson uh, over 11, 25.5 rush yards. I, I think this is a good number because last year he rushed over 1,200 yards. His offensive line got upgraded this past year since then. It was very aggressive in, in upgrading that O-line because of how many times we saw – Joe Burrow on his back or him falling in, you're gasping because he's t- he's grabbing his ankle or grabbing his knee. So, and again, like I said, uh, with Javante, Javante, 
Mixon didn't really deal with too many stacked boxes because they were in in three wide majority majority of the time, and you can't you can't stack the box where you have Jamar Chase on one side of the field and and T Higgins, Higgins on, on the other side with with Tyler Boyd in the middle. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So, yeah, is, he he's in a great spot for him to go over to go over eleven twenty five. And, and keep that. And keep in mind that he's actually gone over this number three out of the last four years. And the only the only time he didn't go yeah. over that number was twenty twenty, and he had that ankle injury. Um, but yep. he he was probably on his way to go over that number again. So you know that I think Joe Mixon's a pretty a pretty solid lock for eleven twenty five point five. Yeah, especially Very, with, you know, as we as we mentioned at the, as you mentioned at the outset is you know he the offensive line is upgraded significantly. They're going to protect Joe Burrow and they're going to open more you know, running lanes um, for that offense. So yeah, yeah, very, um, that very under, very underrated running back for sure, man. Be very yeah. solid, man. Yep. All right. So now let's let's go ahead and touch on on regular season passing champ. Uh, these numbers are going to be based off of DK Sportsbook and and uh, I believe Bovada might have had some, but primarily I was looking on on DraftKings Sportsbook. I know Fan FanDuel also has these numbers up too, but let's go ahead and kick off. Which quarterback you think is going to be leading the league in in passing? Ah, uh, man, that is a that's a really good question. It's a really good question. I think um, I think I, I'd probably go Burrow at plus nine hundred. I think Joe. I think Joe Burrow's at plus nine hundred might be uh, the best bet. Um, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of good ones, but. He threw for 4,600 yards last year, and he was on his back half the time. And that was with the shitty offensive line, right? Um, so I, I think and, – and and the thing is, like, he had – I think he had the highest completion percentage in the league as well, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think he had one of the highest completion percentages in the league. But He had, the, he had the highest – he was the only yeah. one that threw over over 70%. 70%, yeah. 70.4, I believe. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so plus nine hundred for Joe Burrow with an improved offensive line. Who knows what they may do um, in the in the draft? They might draft another receiver. I mean, shit. Like get let the rich get richer, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, you know Jamar Jamar Chase. Um, I think he's arrived. He's not. He's 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 a stud. I, I don't think a sophomore slump is on the horizon for him. T Higgins is going into year three. So year two, we know. Or you're, you know, we we know about the year three breakout wide receiver. He already broke out in year two. Like there's, yeah, he's got heights that he can reach in year three. And you know, they still have Tyler Boyd, who's a solid slot option. Um, they signed, I believe, they signed uh, Hayden Hurst from the Falcons this offseason. I think yep. that's a little bit of an underrated signing. We didn't really touch on it too much, but I think that's an underrated signing. He he is a former first round pick, and he is pretty. He's he's relatively athletic a little bit, mm-hmm. so he could. You know, he can he can he can provide some value, you know, down the seams and stretch the field a little bit in the, in the middle. Uh, that's just you know a, a guy to keep an eye on. I think I think uh, you know obviously since Kyle Pitts bow guarded him and took his position in, in Atlanta, I think <laughs> that obviously made him expendable. But I think he could do some things in, in Cincinnati. But you know, Joe Burrow plus nine hundred. I think that's that's I feel like that's the you know, one of the one of the better one of the better best regular season passing champ for me. I liked the Matthew Stafford plus 900. He was third in the NFL in passing yards in the first year of this Rams offense with over 4,800 yards. He, I think he completed, what, the fifth? I think he was top top seven in completed passes. 
And then he was top, I think, top seven in, in attempts. So I, for me, I think they're going to be running the same type of offense, which is going to be funneled to like four or five players. And, you know, they're just going to want to throw the ball. Uh, I think their offensive line is going to be even worse than it was last year in terms of running the ball. So they might be they might be relying on throwing the ball even more than they did last year. Uh, I think also the like we said before, the Allen Robinson pickup was was huge because this is a guy that can that can his, he can get open when he wants to. He's six three, so he's never gonna be he's never gonna be too covered. I think in this offense, you can't really focus on trying to doubling somebody. I mean, this even though they haven't figured out if they're gonna sign. OBJ, they still got Ben Jefferson that, yeah. that's going to run the, the third, and that's not a bad third. He's another guy that can get open. So, and then you know we we already know about Cooper Cup. He's always open. So I think he has a really good chance of you know throwing over five thousand yards and possibly winning the the passing the passing champ for this regular season. Yeah. Do you and have anybody I, else that you might you might be looking at? Um, I mean Brady at plus seven hundred. That that's that's always going to be an option. But he he led the league last year, and I I don't see him doing you know going back to back, especially with Godwin you know kind of getting up yeah. to speed. He's not going to be healthy for the first half of the year, and um, yeah. Gronk is on the fence about playing again. So yeah. I don't I don't I if anything I would take the under on his passing yards for sure. I think that would be a, a pretty a, you know, a pretty solid bet for me. But I. I don't know Brady. He, he's he because he's Tom Brady. He's always going to be in play. You can sprinkle a little something on it, but I, I wouldn't be too confident in it. Um, and then as we touched on, I think Justin Herbert. Um, I'm, I think he's going to go under that forty-seven fifty passing yards number, and his his odds right now are plus seven hundred um, for regular season passing champ. Uh, I, I, I'm, I have less confidence. Um, I have less confidence. I have more confidence in Herbert hitting his number than Brady hitting. Than the, okay. so I'm sorry, I have more confidence in Herbert being the passing champ than I do Brady. Um, I know that I know that may sound like backwards logic, but um, <laughs> if I were to, if I were to choose one, if I were to choose one, I would choose Herbert because he's younger, he has a more lively livelier arm, and you know he's he's ascending. And Brady, you don't know what version, you don't know what you're going to get out of Brady this year. You know he. Just led the league in passing yards, and you know, in, in age forty-four, which is phenomenal. But can he do it again? I yeah, I don't know. History would probably suggest that that that's not that's not possible. But Brady's been whooping Father Time's ass. <laughs> the last decade. Like, yeah, he's been taking Father Time to the woodshed for the last decade. So he you, definitely you has. Know. You never know. So and yeah, I wrote Tom Brady, and then after kind of thinking about it, and you talking about it. And then after even hearing that they said that they were looking not to throw as much because, I mean, he led the league in in pass attempts with 719, which was like almost which was 47 more than the next person, which was Justin Herbert. I can't imagine him throwing that that many this year just because of, you know, they were. You got Justin Gage, uh, not Justin Gage, uh, Russell Gage instead of instead of Antonio Brown, we're going to be missing. We're going to be missing Godwin for probably half the season. Like you said, Gronk doesn't even know if he wants to play. So I can't imagine I can't imagine them relying on his arm for over 700 attempts. That sounds like a lot. So, but question to you, let me bring this, you know, this cap or no cap 
out of nowhere for you. Do you so if the number was at forty six hundred and a half yards passing yards for Tom Brady, would you take would you take the over or under on that number? I would, I would, take, I would take the under. The under okay. the under easily the, the under easily. And that's just for the okay. reasons that I that I outlined. I, I just don't think his him throwing the ball that much in consecutive years is is sustainable, right? I mean, I think, you know, at the end of the day, he he's he's gonna be forty five years old when he, when he takes the field. And yeah. Again, like I, I know I know he's been, you know, taking it taking as a father time, but I just don't foresee a scenario where he's 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 throwing that much. He's naturally going to go on. I mean, he he'll he still may have well over four thousand yards. He may have like forty three, forty four hundred. But um, you know, for creeping up to the forty seven hundred range, I, I'm just going to stay away or, or or go under for me. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. All right, so r- regular season rushing champ. My first one is you know no nobody no other than King Henry. Uh, I chose this. This is a plus 550. I chose this one. I mean, because he was leading the league in, in rushing by 200 yards before he got hurt. So I, I think it was even more than 200 yards that he was leading when he got hurt. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to get I think he's going to get the touches. And I think he's just going to he's just going to lead the league. He's in a, a bad rush division on top of that. So. For me, I, I thought that was an easy one for me to choose. So, who you got? Yeah, I like I like Nick Chubb at plus eight hundred. Eight, you know, Nick Chubb is 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 a monster. Twelve hundred fifty nine yards this past year. Um, you know, a couple of years ago he rushed for you know just shy of fifteen hundred yards. Um, when he's healthy, he's he is a, he is a horse. He is a workhorse, and he is I don't know. I I think that I think if he when he if he gets the ball like consistently. Like more consistently, he's he's gonna tear it up. He has the home run hitting yeah. speed that Henry and JT have. Um, you know, we've seen him rip off a lot of you know, you know long runs. You know, if they if they just sit there, if they just fully fully commit, um, you know, to the run game, and they have a pretty solid running game, they have a pretty solid offensive line. But if they just fully commit to Nick Chubb, like you know, week in and week out, run the offense through him, don't do any don't do any extra BS. You know, yeah. on, you know, turning the ball over and things of that nature. Now, you know, Deshaun Watson's there. Um, I, I think that I think that's an upgrade for him. Um, and Deshaun Watson is a threat to run in his own right. So that that should definitely help Nick Chubb as well. So you know, Nick Chubb, dark horse plus eight hundred. I mean, that's those are pretty damn good odds for a guy yeah. that gets the volume that he does. I, I like I like that I like that a lot. Yeah, there was. I mean. There's another one, which is which obviously would be JT at plus five hundred. Uh, he led the league last year in rush in rushing. Offense is probably going to be run similarly with with Matt Ryan there at the helm. I, I mean, this is an obvious one. Also, I didn't want to. I mean, it was I had to talk about this one, but just looking at the other name, the other names and their odds. The only other person that I was really intrigued by was was. Maybe Najee at plus a thousand. He's gonna get you know yeah. he's gonna get the touches. We saw what he did his his first year. He almost had four hundred total touches. So, he, I mean, he's on. He would he would be the only other person I could think of that could possibly possibly lead the league in rushing. But that's a long. I, I, I believe when you got Jonathan Taylor and 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 Derrick Henry, that is just gonna be a tall task. So. 
yeah. I mean, I can't I can't see anybody else coming close to this. You would need some people to get injured, honestly, for for Henry or JT not to win it or or Chubb. So, yeah. And, and, and Najee Harris, I mean, yeah, he's he he gets a lot of volume, but his efficiency is not where we would like it to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. The O line wasn't really that good either. The O line wasn't that good. I mean, unless they up, unless they upgrade the O line, I mean, we're we're gonna have. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't foresee this um, yeah. happening. Yeah. All right. In the last one, the regular season receiving champion. Who was the first person you got? Um. I, <sighs> there's a lot of options here, but um. I would be hmm, a long shot for me would be Mike Evans. Okay. I see it here, but that was a person I put. Yeah. Plus 2000 is very, very, very enticing. Um, And we outlined a lot of the reasons, you know, that, um, you know, that Brady would go under, but who's, who is his most trusted target right now? Mike Evans. Who's, who's the guy that he's going to be targeting? You know, peppering with targets throughout the season. It's going to be Mike Evans half the season without Godwin, Gronk on the fence. Russell Gage is the only guy that's going to be um, in, of any competition to him. So why not Mike Evans? Like he's he's firmly entrenched as the number one there, and he's had eight straight one thousand yard seasons. Um, we haven't we haven't seen him have that uh, that that monster sixteen seventeen. 100 yard season um, that we know that he's capable of. Um, yeah. We haven't seen that out of him yet. And, and, and that's, and that's a lot that has a lot to do with he, I mean, he plays, I mean, he plays alongside a lot of talented guys and, you know, year in and year out and he still produces, he's still the best guy, but you know, the, the quarterback also funnels targets to, to, to other weapons on the team. Um, we haven't actually seen Mike Evans just completely dominate a target share in quite some time, you know, the last couple of years, um, he, he hasn't had an elite level target share um, in Tampa Bay, so I think this. I think this year, at least like the first half of the season, I think he's going to be off to like a, a crazy hot start, and the offense is going to funnel through him, and you know maybe to a lesser degree Leonard Fournette. Um, you know may, maybe they maybe they run a little bit more, but in terms of the passing game, it's going to go through Evans, and I think he's going to that that plus two thousand. I'm just saying it, it, it's. It's pretty. It's pretty enticing. It's pretty enticing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So no, just kind of looking through it again. I know I, I put Cooper Cup obviously because we think he's gonna run it back. He has the the best the the best odds at plus seven hundred. I mean, you you still got like we said before. You got Allen Robinson. You got Ben Jefferson. You got Tyler Higby. So you got good enough weapons where again primary out the slot you can't just double the slot so those are pretty good odds one person i did kind of when i went back and looked again stefan diggs at plus 1400 mm-hmm. i think that's a i think that's a, a a a pretty a little bit of spicy one for me just because he's he's in buffalo they lost their oc to to the giants they've they don't. They're not bringing back Sanders. They're not bringing back Beasley. So he's going to be competing with Gabe Davis and 
something called McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> and maybe if they bring in maybe if they bring a rookie in and Dawson Knox, I think I think this this could be a formula for him to, you know, revert back to his first year two years ago in Buffalo, where he went over fifteen hundred yards and had over uh, 120 catches. I think yeah. I think this is a formula for him to repeat what he did that first year that he came in. And then plus his first year that he came in, he was at over nine yards per, per target. This past season he was at seven and seven and a half. So if he can get back to around that nine range he, with the targets with the targets that he got, a hundred and what, sixty-six and hundred and sixty-three, if he gets around that range, I think he the, this could be mixed for him to to get around that 15, 1600 yard mark again. So I think yeah. plus fourteen hundred is definitely a spicy one, and uh, probably a, a, a possibly a good one to take for for Stefan. I got a couple more. Um, here's a super dark horse: CD okay. Lamb plus two thousand. <laughs> CD Lamb plus two thousand. He is the you know, and I actually like his over twelve hundred and a half receiving yards as well. Um, mm. unfortunately there's no Amari Cooper, you know, we, we've talked about that situation. Um, but Hey, you know, the first, the first nine games of, of 2021, he had, you know, six of those games, he had at least 81 yards receiving, um, and he only had one, um, in the final eight games. So I think that had more to sort of, that, that had more to do with his, you know, with, with this, you know, with the scheme, the offense not featuring playmakers. Um, you know, and we had, we had all of our, you know, doubts and concerns, about you know Kellen Moore over the second half of the season, it was well documented um, that you know he just was not in his bag in the second half of the season. Um, but overall, you know, CD Lamb finished with a thousand, you know, eleven hundred yards and six touchdowns um, in twenty twenty one, and he was twelfth in yards per route run at two point two seven. So um, he gets down the field and he runs when he runs his routes, and I, I, if 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 they just smarten up and they just feature their playmakers. For once in the, for once in their lives, like just do the smart thing, like these other these other efficient offenses do. Like CD Lamb deserves that. He was a featured star in Hard Knocks last year. Like he was balling. He was making all these acrobatic catches. <laughs> like he was the man. Like he, and you know he's he you know the first the first nine games, six of those he was you know he was you know out of this world, right? Especially dominating the Patriots. Um, yep. You know, in that week seven game you know, in overtime in Foxborough. So I think CeeDee Lamb plus, you know, over, first of all, over 1,200 and a half receiving yards and plus 2,000 for most receiving yards in the league. Those are not bad. Those are not, those are worth, worth uh, some sprinkles, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, and then, and then another one, it's, it's, it's here on the show sheet, but uh, Justin Jefferson, right? Plus, yeah. <laughs> plus, plus eight hundred, plus nine hundred, depending on where you're looking um, to lead the league yeah. in receiving yards. Just had hundred and eight catches, sixteen hundred and sixteen yards, and ten touchdowns past year. Um, if he was the only player in the league with over two thousand air yards this year, um, easily led the team, easily, easily again, easily led the league. Um, you know, so you know, and he's the only. Obviously, he's the only player in NFL history. Uh, you know, or he has the most, he has the most yards um, over a player's first two seasons in NFL history. So I think, you know, him being off to the start that he's, that he's on, it's just going to continue, I think. And, you know, his yards per route run is 2.59. That was fourth in the NFL behind Adams, Debo Samuel and Cooper cup. And so the way they use him, then, you know, 
there's a quote about Kevin O'Connell saying he's going to be basically the Rams version, the Vikings version of Cooper Cup in that offense. Yeah. Justin Jefferson can do that. Um, you know, he's a phenomenal route runner, separ- a, an elite separator. Um, he'll set defenders up and break them down and have them break dancing. Um, so there's there's a lot there's a lot there for Justin Jefferson, plus nine hundred plus eight hundred to lead the league in receiving yards. Again, depending on where you look at it, pretty pre- pretty good bet. Maybe yeah. a unit or two, maybe a unit or two on that. <laughs> but hey. All right, my last one uh, I just thought about was Jamar Chase. Uh, this guy, he didn't even play football the year before he got drafted. So this is a guy that's pretty much running out there and he's not even really grasping what he's doing. And then for him to go out there and still put up over 1,400 receiving yards on 79 receptions, I think he he averaged what, 18 yards per route for route ran. And then I think he he ended up having what was that number eleven? 11 no, he had eleven eleven point four yards per target. Yards per I think target. his recept yeah, and his reception his was reception yards is eighteen. Reception yeah. was eighteen point two, which which led the league. So second yeah. in the league. So I'm just like, just think about if he understands like how to really win. And this is him not even really learning how to win, but he still know how to win at the at the point of the, the point of attack. Just think about him really learning how the craft of how to get open. Just really yeah. learning how. I just think I think plus twelve hundred is not not a bad bet to to put on Jamar Chase for leading the league in receptions. Yeah. All right, and then our last one is Super Bowl winner. Who you got? Who you who you think is gonna win? It's not about or who, who you, I think it, is gonna win. I think that's what I was about to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so the, I, I, I've I've mentioned this before. The last two, the last two Super Bowl winners, they have won the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. And this year, the Super Bowl is going to be played in Glendale, Arizona. Mm. I would not be mad at putting. You know, doing a little sprinkle on the Arizona Cardinals plus twenty five hundred. Um, mm, you know, again, mm, the Super Bowl is in their home stadium, and we've seen two two consecutive years. You know, the 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 home team winning the Super Bowl. So I I, I think um, you know they they were off to a phenomenal start in in twenty twenty one. Injuries you know befell them, and they did resign Zach Ertz this year. They did resign James Conner. They still have DeAndre Hopkins coming off of injury. Um, they may and they may look to add a receiver or two in the draft, and there's a pretty deep receiver receiver class. And Kyler Murray is going to have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's going to want to prove himself to get that contract that all these other quarterbacks are getting. And I, I, we we talked we talked offline about this, but I feel like if you know the Cardinals and the Ravens, you know they they may be primed to make deep playoff runs. And both of those owners <laughs> are going to open up that checkbook. They're going to be. They're going to have no choice but to open up that checkbook, and it's going to be a sight to behold. But the Cardinals at plus twenty five hundred to win the Super Bowl. That's not a. That's not a bad idea to sprinkle a little bit on because you know we've no. seen it two straight years, and that team they they won double digit games uh, in twenty twenty one. So um, and they made the playoffs. Obviously, it didn't work out for them this year. There was a lot of things that. 
you know, down the stretch that they weren't doing right. You know, their offense kind of fell apart a little bit. You know, again, injuries, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of took a lot of their momentum away. But yeah, just keep an eye on that that plus twenty five hundred, especially if they hmm. they add some talent in the draft. Look out. Hmm. Okay. Um, I liked the Chargers plus sixteen hundred. I mean, like we said earlier, you know, the defense has gotten better. They got the same weapons on offense. They got a budding star in Justin Herbert. I think I think if they get through that division, win the division, I think they'll they'll be suited to make a, a deep run in the playoffs and possibly make the Super Bowl. I think I, I like I like those odds at plus sixteen hundred. So Yeah, and another 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 set of odds is plus sixteen hundred is is the Broncos. I feel like betting on an AFC West team to win the Super Bowl is not a bad idea. You know, especially, <laughs> you know, you know, we we've seen we've seen a situation where you know a team was a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl, and yeah, look, the, the the Denver Broncos were the well the let's let's go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers two years ago. They were the yep. definition of a quarterback away, and that quarterback just so happened to be Tom Brady. And look what happened: the Denver Broncos this year are the definition of a quarterback away. They have yep. pretty much everything in place. They have a solid, a, a young solid running back, multiple pass catchers. You know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, and they have Alberto at tight end, and KJ Hamler's coming back off of injury. And then they have Tim Patrick, who they just paid. And then that defense is pretty it's pretty solid. So betting on an AFC West team to win the Super Bowl, I think it's gonna be one of these two teams. If I were if I were to guess, I think Kansas City's gonna take a step back. Uh, unfortunately, I mean they still have Pat Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. Um, but they're getting but you know, Travis Kelsey's getting older. They did lose Tyreek Hill. Um, they're gonna Try to replace him with and with Marquez Ballard and Scantling. That's definitely mm. not going to work. Well, I'm not going to say it's mm. definitely not going to work, but um, obviously he's not Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill is probably the most dangerous player in the NFL um, today. You know, from just just scaring just scaring defenses on a, on a you know play by play basis. Yep. So yeah, the char the Chargers plus sixteen hundred and Broncos plus sixteen hundred. Those are two those are two uh, Super Bowl winner odds that. That I that I definitely like. It's in, in in addition to the Cardinals. Would you think about looking at these odds? And I see K- Ken- Kansas City at plus a thousand. They have better odds than the Broncos and the Chargers. I thought that was a little that was a little odd that that they think that they have a better chance than the teams that actually got better in it's the about the quarter, It's about the quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. Vegas has a lot of yeah. faith in Patrick Mahomes. So I, yeah. I, I, get, I get it. You know, Patrick Mahomes is awesome. He, he, is, he is a phenomenal uh, quarterback. So that's that's probably the only reason that I can think of that, you know, they have the third best Super Bowl odds behind Tampa Bay and, and Buffalo. But, um, the, yeah, I, I, I don't I, – I, to your point, I mean, it, it is pretty odd to see them better, you know, better odds than the Rams and the Chargers and the Broncos. Who got better? So okay, really all right. So so my my other one that I liked, I wanted to add a little habanero on this was the Tennessee Uh-oh. Titans at plus twenty eight hundred. I um they play in a weak division. I, oh. I think they won they won the division, and then you get if you get a fully healthy King Henry, people just people. That's a person that nobody wants to tackle when it's cold outside. 
And then you, and then on top of that, you added Robert Woods, a, a wide receiver that's pretty much one of the the best blocking wide receivers in the game. On top of him being a a, a good wide receiver, on top of that, he's not yeah. gonna be no 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 uh no sieve like like Julio was where he was injured mid every game. <laughs> uh, but the only problem is that we got you you got to rely on Tannehill to you know not beat Tannehill so. But I, I mean, for me, though, that's one odd, one one set of odds that I, I have my eye on that I, I would probably you know sprinkle a little bit on and see what happens. A lot of juice, a lot of juice. So I get it. And they were the number one seed in the in the in the, in the playoffs in twenty twenty one. So in, on the yeah. in the AFC. So yeah, yeah and that's that's not a it's not an awful one. But you know, as you you know, you, you guys aren't seeing the video now, but you saw my face as as he as he read it off. <laughs> yeah. Pretty self-explanatory, yeah. Gene. <laughs> T- Tennessee pissed down their legs at, once they line up on the field. So, yeah, maybe maybe new new year knew them. I don't know. <laughs> With Ryan Tannehill, you know, a quarterback, we're 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 not entirely sure about that. Yeah, you don't want to dabble in a little uh little plus thirteen thousand with the Jags or plus fifteen thousand with the Jets. No, sir. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, maybe man. the Bears at plus maybe the Bears at plus eight thousand. <laughs> maybe the Bears at plus eight thousand. Maybe. But even that, even that's that's agreed. That's just throwing away money. That's yeah, just throwing it away really money. Is. Because they're, they're yeah. all, their roster is pathetic. They haven't even yeah. done anything to they haven't done anything to help Justin Herbert. And you know, we'll 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 touch Justin more on Fields. the Bears. Yeah, I'm sorry, Justin. Yeah, Justin Fields. Sorry, they have not done anything to help Justin Fields. They they signed freaking Bryant Byron P- Pringle as their, yeah. their 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 second receiver behind Darnell Mooney. Um, and we yeah. we can touch more on the Bears when we do our team previews later on in the offseason. But yeah, that that roster is a joke. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, you know, this kind of ends our you know our. Our talk on NFL early futures. Hopefully, you know, it gets your brain going in terms of dabbling a little bit in, in the future odds. If this is definitely for the people that that like to play the long game instead of getting the sweet gratification of week to week. I, I know for sure that we're going to be dabbling in in these because I think some of these lines are still pretty soft that you can take advantage of. You mm-hmm. just wanted to give it out there to the people to keep to keep them aware of. You know, you know where to you know kind of go hunt for some of these. Some of these lines, so get you get you, know? get you some value, get you some value in some of these. Yeah, yeah, value. yeah. And again, this is Eugene. This is Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast. If you like the content, please hit subscribe. You know, hit the thumbs up button, share with friends. You can find us on on Apple. You can find us on Google Podcasts. Find us on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us on Twitter. Off the Line FF. You know, just you can find us anywhere. You know, we get and like we said, we're we're and when you look for us, we're under the destination Devi Network. So you can you know find us. You find Ray Ray G and Jay Rich with the with the Wake Up Morning Show. You can find the League Seekers with Ben Eby. You can find the Forty Dynasty, the the Forty Chess, the Dynasty guys, uh, uh, ATM and 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 McNutted. You know, we just got a lot of things going. Good stuff. You know, we get you keep you plugged in, especially when we're getting closer to the draft. We'll we'll start talking on some draft stuff to get get you ready for for the big day at the end of the month. So 
Ike, you got anything else for us before we we, we get out of here? Nah, man. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna be looking to to, to hit to hit on some of these. Um, there's a lot of a lot of good opportunity, a lot of good opportunity in the markets. You know, as you mentioned, a lot of soft lines, a lot of soft lines, smashing the under on the Cowboys win total, smashing the over on the Ravens win total. Um, you know, just you know, sprinkle a little bit on the Cardinals plus twenty five hundred. Sprinkle some on Justin Jefferson to win the receiving receiving crown. He is mm-hmm. well equipped to do that. Um, but you know, again, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, you know, definitely hit the subscribe button, like, rate, and review. Um, if you if you if you're definitely you know feeling the content, um, follow us on Twitter. Follow Gene at Fantasy Genes. Follow me at Just underscore Echo Nine, and then follow the page at Off the Line FF. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week, or you'll hear from us next week. Peace.